Many people have problems with art and not with reality. So why is art different? It's pretty simple, right? This is knowledge, this is thinking, this is thought. Yeah, it does something strange with your head. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. Bring it. Welcome to the Undergang Armchair. My name is Ando. Greetings and salutations, friends. It's nice to be back for another episode. Things are cranking along here. You might have noticed that we've started to make some changes, uh, especially to the website. But uh, first, let's talk about our guest today, Niels Pukholm. I was introduced to him through an uh, interesting artist-run space, which I believe is fairly newly opened, which is called Quadrat 16. It's in Valby, which is kind of an outer neighborhood of Copenhagen. And uh, it's run by an art historian and an artist. It's a, it's a really cool little space. And uh, they introduced me to him. And so we sat down and talked right before he opened his show, which was uh, at this point last Friday. He turned out to be a really thoughtful and interesting artist who uh, he's actually been super active the last couple of years. He's been kind of all over the place, popping up here and there with some wry and interesting shows. Uh, I really enjoyed the one that he has up now at Kvadat 16, but uh, I'll let him tell the rest of that story. The only other news we have here is that you'll have to uh, excuse the mess while we build this new site. We're making some major changes to just about everything except for uh, this program you're listening to. So stay tuned. We hope to unveil everything uh, hopefully next week. That's the plan. And that's that. So in the meantime, enjoy my talk with Niels and uh, check out his show at Kvadat 16. There'll be links to everything on the show notes for this page. Enjoy. That is totally the nature of it. I was doing my uh, my bullshit research, as I tend to do, and I found your website, and I found a couple of things interesting about your website. I'm going to pull it up here. Uh, I don't usually have materials with me here. But first and foremost, on your there's very little about you. Yeah. There's all about the work. Mm. Uh, but then if I look, tell me if I'm wrong here, it doesn't even say that you have anything about your education, right? Well, that should be somewhere. There should be uh, a CV. I think I put it on the page, on the bottom of the page. I yeah, think. I can't even find it. <laughs> um, that was that was one thing. There is there is a CV ish type of thing where it talks yeah. about awards and shows and etc. Uh, but then at the bottom, you wrote interests archive. Yeah. This is also translated from Danish, which uh, which is another interesting choice. But you have the funniest and coolest list of things you're interested in, um, such as lady shavers, <laughs> sweat. Yeah. What else we got here? Uh, Robert E. Peary, mm-hmm. um, bikes, yeah, pirate biographies, or I no, sorry, pirate movie theaters. Yes. Notebooks? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Anarcho-syndicism? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Compost? I think that's awesome. And the reason I think that's awesome is because it's the same thing as this show, that it kind of jumps outside of the frame, the strict frame of art, of visual mm-hmm. arts. But, but, but why do you have that there? Why is that for the, for the person who's researching about your practice? Well, I mean, like... In, in in my practice, uh, I mean, like I, I I like to give a little bit about uh, myself. Mm-hmm. Um, if I only was referring to art, then there would be art with art on. It would be there'd be less to grab onto. Yes, exactly. At least and, for your average viewer. Yeah, and um, and you know, like uh, also, you see, my my practice it can be very. Um, uh, uh, fumbling or rhizomatic or so like I, I there's a lot of themes going on and um, um, that I try to, to to put into to this thing that we might call art it comes um, from a lot of different directions yes and mm. um, yeah it was like like for, for, because maybe for me like the gasoline to my engine is, is like curiosity mm. and uh, um 
yeah, I, I have this little archive there and I mean, like I could expand it much more. I mean, like it's long time since I, I've updated it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, well, do you consider what you do a a research-based practice? And the reason I'm asking that is because I've been thinking a lot about this idea of research. There's been some kickback recently about mm. whether artists can call themselves researchers. Mm -hmm. I know a woman who's doing a pedagogical uh, master's thesis right now uh, where she's researching as an artist. And there's a big argument in the school. Is this even research? Mm -hmm. Art is it's fine. We're not saying it's not it's not worth, but is it is this the same as research that quote unquote researchers are doing? Yeah, I mean like, I mean like it could be or, or it could not be. I mean like it. it I mean like, I'm safe. Like, <laughs> right, for, for me, for me <laughs> I really don't care. I mean like it's uh, <laughs> you know it's it's uh, for me it's more like uh, an an attitude forward mm -hmm. and and. Um, a subject or, or a material that you want to investigate and you can call it research or you can call it artistic practice or, or um, just curiosity you know um, I don't care about these labels it's uh, can, I think like like, like the, 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 the the most important thing about like for for me is like to 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 be able to to have these questions to uh, to work with to to puzzle with and sometimes it materializes itself and then you can put it on an exhibition and then we have something called art <laughs> and it's um, um it's a strange business it's a very strange business yes certainly it is but um um but I, I can tell for myself, like when I'm doubt the most whether what I have done is a piece of art or, or not, mm. um, then, then uh, it, normally it turns out to to be like where I I think it functions the best. Yeah. Well, it's a hard question because one of the things I learned in school. I mean, our school, there's a lot of debate about whether that even works or not. But one of the things that really stuck with me was a teacher told me not everything you are interested in is necessarily a good art project. Mm. It's important that you're interested in it, mm. but it doesn't mean that every single thing you want to look into in life should translate into an art project. Exactly. And that's a really tough thing to make because I think in the beginning, just everything, you're just grabbing mm -hmm. everything you can get a hold of and trying to throw it into a frame or onto something yeah. and being like, ding, yeah. this is what I like, <laughs> you know, and, and, and that there sometimes you just can't for whatever mm. reason get it to work mm. maybe 20 years later you can come back and find a way to make it work but right now cannot make this work and that's a really tough distinction to make it is but but it's um but it's also i mean like okay i mean like um how to say because like if if you insist like everything you do should be art <laughs> then then Oi, oi, oi. It, 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 I mean, like, how to say, I, I realized for myself, like, like uh, as an artist working with, with art all the time, it's like, I also need hobbies, mm -hmm. you know, I, I need to uh, some, some something place, else, uh, <laughs> something else you know, so, so uh, besides art, I'm, I'm a compulsive uh, board game player, mm. you know, and, and then I, I start thinking that, like board game, um, instead of just enjoying that as a hobby, then, then I start creating my own board games, you know? Like, <laughs> that's that, the damage of being an that, artist. That has really, to come in, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so, so um, yeah, I, I created like two board games with, with, with uh, absolutely no purpose. Um, and is that an art piece? Mm, no. Uh, it, it's it's a board game right. <laughs> it's made by an artist and uh, right. but also a human who also do, doesn't make art sometimes exactly exactly or and as you say maybe in 20 years i can see oh yeah of course it suits perfect into it was that little piece in my big uh, artistic practice and now 
it glues everything together. I, believe, I don't know uh, if it's happened or not, but, but sure. it could be. I mean, like, <laughs> well, I guess that's why we artists are always saving everything also. Yeah. You know, because sometimes, you know, the same teacher who taught me to to um, to think about the fact that maybe not everything is, is right mm-hmm. also encouraged me to get a little note file and just to put ideas on little cards yeah. and just put them in there. Yeah. And just have them. They're just there. It's not now is not the time. And then every once in a while, I just kind of like leaf through it and go, yeah. okay, oh, shit. I remember when I was thinking about that or, you know, because it's true. Just because something strikes you in the moment, it's kind of like it has to come back again and again mm. and again and, and kind of put some sort of existential question in your mind that needs to be answered. Yeah. I mean, like, and also this having this cardotaker of ideas, it's, it's, um, it's it, it's it's good because like uh, how to say, just like in history, it's like time is uh, very um, righteous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. when you have sometimes you have like oh this is the best idea ever, and you start and you boom boom boom, and then suddenly uh, you realize like, this maybe. piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the problem I have too, and that's the important thing about talking too, because when an idea bounces around in my head, mm. I'm like, this sounds amazing. And it can bounce around for months and I'll be like, yeah, this is ready to go. I got this. And as soon as I open my mouth and tell someone, I'll realize how fucking half-baked yeah, 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 it yeah, is. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wait, I didn't think this through at all. <laughs> yeah. I was just imagining that it was great and then it yeah. became great, but exactly. it wasn't. Exactly. And sometimes it's the other way around. I True. mean, like, uh, then, then you can sit and talk about something and uh, you know it's so um, you have an argument for everything you know I mean like even like it has to be blue because it's it's the right color you know I mean like people are like why (laughs) tell me why and you're like I don't know and yeah or you can even have like a a big master plan or or, or, or intellectual theory for everything Mm. and then it just turns out to be yeah, piece of shit. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's also important, but disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I think the most important is that we kind of realize it, you know, and, and talk about things before um, it goes too far. Oh, yeah, <laughs> too far. <laughs> because I was just about to say wrong, but it, it, it's, it's, it's not about wrong. It's like... Too far. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, like you can waste a lot of time. Too. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. If you don't solve some of the fundamental problems mm. or at least the framework you want to work in from mm. the beginning, yeah. the fact that there's, you know, maybe you take a wrong, maybe you take a wrong step at a point six months before mm. and you have to go all the way back yeah, to go the right way. Yeah. And that's tough because you also get really attached to what you do. Exactly. And it's hard to just kill things off. That was another hard lesson I had to learn, which is like sometimes it doesn't matter how much time or energy you put into it. Mm. It's not going to – it's it's just not going to go yeah. the way it is. Yeah. Just put it away. And realizing that. That's a tough it's one. It's tough. Yeah. It's <laughs> tough. Oh, it's tough. Yeah. I mean and that's the worst part as someone who shoots a lot of film as a photographer. I've, mm. you know, I've done projects where I've shot thousands of rolls of color film. You know, we're mm-hmm. talking about five to ten dollars a roll and processing fees. You know, like over years, and just having to be like, this is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Now I save it because I may be able to use that material one day, mm-hmm. but just yeah. had to walk away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, put it down. Just step away. You can't. You're not going to be able <laughs> yeah. to do this. Yeah. <laughs> Which is tough. And it came out of the fact that I was basically working together with somebody whose style I very much liked and was tr- mm-hmm. in my own way trying to do that. Mm. And it wasn't authentic to me anyways. It wasn't yeah. my way, you know? And that, that's 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 a tough realization. It is. I mean, like, uh, but... Um, but also, I mean, like... Uh, some, some things, like, like I, I can be puzzling about this, like this, like, like um, you... That you kind of find your way... And you find like, hey, I can do this, and I'm also feel like, uh, hey, I'm I'm good at this. <laughs> That's a surprise. You know, you're always like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> and and then uh, you see other people are starting expecting that you are doing that stuff, mm. you know. <laughs> and then because one of the thing I really enjoy about doing art is like this fumbling around, you know. It's so extreme, you know, because you are in this situation where everything can go wrong all the time, you know, 
or or, um, or just fail, you know. Mm-hmm. And and there's so much at stake, you know. And and, and when when you just start like repeating yourself, <laughs> uh, because this is uh, this is what people uh, expect you to do, or, or this is uh, or this is your artistic practice. So that's what we want from you. <laughs> that's a tough one. Then too. then then then, um, then it's uh, then 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 I feel like I also want to steer away from that. Mm. You know. Um, I think that's both, you know, that's healthy, especially since you don't, you do have a broad range of interests, mm-hmm. as we see you proudly announce on mm-hmm. your website that you like uh, everything from sweat to board mm-hmm. games. Uh, and so if you did become the guy who works only with sweat, mm-hmm. that would be problematic. Exactly. <laughs> but it also means, you know, in terms of, com- you know, in terms of a, a commercial practice, People also want to see consistency. Exactly. And it's hard to build up that <laughs> consistency. You know, you're fucked if you do the same painting your whole life. Yes. That's just fucked. Exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. In so many ways because no one's going to care. Maybe you'll find some sort of commercial base, but you will. everyone else will lose interest. Yeah. And and I don't even think it's – I mean, like, under the circumstances we are doing art, I mean, like, the, the at least we can expect from it is that it, it, it should be fun. Right. So, or – not fun all the time, but you should have some enjoyment into it. Yeah, that's and, been the hard part for me. Actually, I've begun taking it so seriously that I have to remind myself: you wanted to do this because yeah. it was fun. Yeah, that's why you went. Like you did not get a job at a bank. Yeah, because this is what you thought would be funner. Exactly. Yeah, and now I'm starting to be like, <laughs> you know, like you start working so hard and taking it so seriously because you have to. Yes, because you eat shit every day mm-hmm. of your life trying to be an artist. That it's you. It's tough. To find that again, it is, it is, but that's kind of also like the innocence of producing of, of a piece of, of of work. I mean, like, and do we lose this innocence by become a professional artist? It's hard to hold on to. It's really hard, but I mean, like, but also this innocence or this um, um, playfulness, or, 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 or that's also what what makes good works, right? I, I, at least I think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh... well, it's that weird balance of having having enough of a knowledge and a practice to create to know what works, mm. or to know what interests you, or how to even just how to manifest ideas that are kicking around your head, or mm. you know, because you are part of a discussion about art as an artist, regardless. Exactly. But then also keep the playfulness. Mm. the the risk taking to take a chance yeah. to try something yeah. which is a little outside of uh, our comfort zone or something mm-hmm. that's that balance and and I don't know if the seriousness comes from the financial pressure of being an artist or whether it comes from just uh, you know some sort of ambition yeah I mean like how to say but it's also like like for me I'm like uh, it sounds like very cliche or so, but my but my ambition is to to have this maintain that playfulness, you know. Right. And um, um, and it, and that, that's true. But the more professional you become, the more because you you need to get the money, right? You need to get up in the morning. Yeah. You need to write applications. Exactly. You need to get a studio. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like all that shit's some real life shit. You know, that's yeah, not very yeah. playful. Yeah, None of no, that is no, playful. Exactly. And in fact, you shouldn't be playful. You should just fucking get it done. Exactly. But then you have to leave it aside mm. and go over to being playful. And and that's why things like it's so important to uh, how to say. Like this freedom of of playing, it's like it's never given to you. Freedom is something uh, you 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 have to stand up and fight to take. Mm-hmm. You know, um, always almost sounds like Braveheart or something like that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but it's a universal struggle. But it's like a, a universal st- struggle, right? Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's something, and your everyday life has to stand up and say, like, okay, if I want to play with this. Uh, material today or if i want to investigate uh, um, robert e perry's uh, arctic expeditions nobody says i should do it i mean like i have to take my time and 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 do it and most people say you shouldn't do it 
And that's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> people say, get a fucking job, you hippie. Cut your hair. Yeah, you know, and that's the whole thing. Is like you are told. I mean, I still haven't figured out how to tell people I'm an artist. Mm. I feel almost, if I'm completely honest, I feel almost ashamed. Yeah, because as much as I intellectually know that art is a cornerstone of civilization, mm. humans have done it as one of the five yeah, things yeah. or ten things yeah. we've always done. Right along with eating, shitting, and fucking, mm. you know, the, I understand that intellectually, but our society is structured in a way that it seems frivolous. Yeah. It seems like you are a waste of space. It is a sign of 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 too much. Yeah, life is too good, so you can just dilly dally about and research Arctic explorers yeah. or whatever the hell you're going to yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. You little, you know, you little wood nymph. Yeah, go prance off and do that, you know, and and that's that. I I don't know how to talk to people about the fact that it's people from outside of the art world, mm. which is strangely segregated, but it's yeah. the same in banking. I don't know yeah, what yeah. they do in reality, <laughs> you know. Um, that 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 you no, know, this is actually deadly serious, and it's really, really, really hard. Mm. And, and you know, not only is it hard to maintain a practice, just in terms of the practice, mm. it's hard to maintain a life with a practice. Exactly. And also, like in this society where everything is measured by what you're doing and what you achieve, and mm-hmm. yeah, basically, like what you earn and what you possess, mm-hmm. uh, then this uh, justification of I want to do my stuff because I want to do it. There's, there's no. <laughs> that's it's really hard for for people to 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 understand yeah. um, you have to end up in a major museum or yeah. somewhere for anyone to respect it yeah exactly. yeah people. yeah and but on the other hand you see for example uh you know i come from a, a, a this middle class danish family it's like everybody's like through generations we have been postmen and uh, school teachers you know and that's what we have done in my family for four or five generations, you know, and, and they're all like very curious people. And you see like what's called Lundmultea. Uh, or a salary uh, worker. Yes, yeah, sa- sa- salary worker. And really, really um, having that sure income. The, for example, my, my brother, he's a school teacher. He said like, like, ah, oh, he, he just uh, want to start studying uh, this field, like this music, um, psychedelic music. And, and he said like, but it's really hard for him to to do it because he doesn't have an argument to do it because he he has his school teaching, and then um, and, and then he said like, when you're an artist, you have the excuse to do a lot of things like like we have carte blanche to mm-hmm. to to do. You can take, we can get a grant and get a go for for half year on a residence or something like if you get it or something like sure it, but it, the it, part it, of the argument is that a hundred people didn't get the grant and have to figure out their own they have to give themselves permission to do it that's true that's true but but we also have like like this um, blueprint as a, like because we choose to 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 have an uh, artistic uh, uh, life or, 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 or an approach to to life like like we we have then, then uh, it's it's easier to do than if we have like salary uh, work, um, and then go to tell your boss that I, I have to go um, uh, a half a year to Siberia to uh, in, investigate some um, some ice layers or something like That's that. That's true. You know? That shit will not fly. Yeah, I, I mean it's. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I agree, but I also think one of the you know now we're going into Danish history. I think the whole thing about Kornvi uh, and the whole idea mm-hmm. that, that, that there was a Danish model for education for the sake of education, yeah, that anybody true. could go out and 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 learn about something, yeah, because <clears throat> it was part of being a, a human being, yeah, it was a human right basically, yeah. and that I think is absolutely something we should try to hold on to. As much as that's disappearing, yeah. Especially when in 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 the age of effectivization, yeah. Um, you know, your brother has just as much as right as I do. Exactly. To no, but it, exactly, and, and and that that's my point. Everybody should <laughs> should should take the, the 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 right to do that. You know. But it's uh, weird that we need permission because it does go back to that idea. Exactly. That you we need are constantly are being pointed in directions. Mm, mm, mm. 
So, but where did you get permission? I think is a good place to, <laughs> to go into. I mean, I, I guess the question more is like, where did it start for you? Because you have a ton of interest, but where did it get funneled into art? Did you? We all paint and draw as kids, you yeah. know. But eventually, somebody tells you there's such a thing as an art school, and you go, "What? Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah." Well, I don't know what I mean, like. Well, there's a short story and a long story to this. I, I think, um, I mean, like, when I really think about it, I think, like, my way into art probably started at the, maybe at the, maybe at the Battle at Dunkirk, I think, <laughs> like, all the way back in the story, you know? Like, like uh, no, but I, I actually mean it. I, I, How I, so? No, because, like, I have to say, uh, my, my father's uh, uncle, he was a, he was a fisherman. So not everybody was school teachers and post postmen. He was the rebel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no, they, they, there was a part of the family who was fishermen. Where in Denmark did you come from? Uh, from, from the northern part. Uh, from I come from Skive. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, but my family comes from f- further up okay. north. Um, and so, so he he was out fishing, and, and then they got this uh, radio that uh, they had to evacuate these soldiers from from the Dunkirk. Mm. And uh, he sailed over there, and and uh, he took some soldiers to to sail them to uh, Britain. And on the pier, there was this nurse who saw him, and she was giving blankets to the soldiers and coffee and so. And uh, she was really lovely. And uh, so he took one more trip and one more trip, maybe to impress her, I think. And then they have some uh, what's called. Uh, uh, some parties and uh, nine months later he he had a baby and he had to go to England and he was a fisherman so he could just take his boat and start fishing from England it was no problem mm. and they have one more child so they have two child and then in 1944 in the morning he, he got uh, uh, he got uh, shot down by a German submarine in the middle of oh, and he drowns so my father's other uncle, Emil, had to go to England to marry the widow. Wow. Yeah. That's like that's how they do. So he had to immigrate to England. That means that my father had this whole side of of, um, of English um, branch of the family who lives in England. Mm. The thing was, like, he lived there. And then he came back to, to visit the family uh, in Denmark, like, in the 60s. And he saw that my father was sitting, making some drawings, you know. And then he gave him a pound, a British pound, for one of his drawings. And I don't know, it was probably not a good drawing. I think maybe he did it more to, I don't know, to impress um, my my father's parents or Mm. so, you know. Did your dad draw a lot at that time? Mm, I don't know. I think he was just like, he was just a child making drawings, but he got that pound and and he said like okay if you can get a pound for for drawing like he wants to become an artist right. you know? like so so he he started a lot you know drawing wow. and um uh, but i mean like uh, he he never um could <laughs> i only think he got that pound from from his art right so that was the one and only yeah artist. yeah yeah so but but at least like like uh there come a lot of like um, he he got interested in art, so so there come a lot of uh, art like people in 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 uh, in my home. Uh, right, and so they must have also gone to exhibitions. Yeah, exactly, and and, museums, and, and so, yeah, etc. Yeah, 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 and then uh, I mean, like the short story to it is like like uh, so he did art, and and uh, so yeah, I just want to be better. Yeah, <laughs> you have to kill your father. That's the soul of it, says. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, well, I mean, in that case, you had some sort of picture in your mind of making art because you grew up in a household in which it was present. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Even if it was a middle class, working class family. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was an idea of art having a certain position value of respect and, and yeah, value. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly, exactly. And, and, um, and then, then uh, you know, I, I started, uh, I was fumbling around for many years and then... Uh, Suddenly, I, I got uh, into the university to study art history for a year, and then I, uh, later I got into 
the art academy in Fuen. So at some point and you said, fuck looking at other people doing this. Yeah. I want to try making something. Yeah, I, I've always done my own stuff, but, but you know, I was kind of doing it a little smart because, you know, in, in art history at the university at that point, we only have like six classes a week mm. and then you could get the SU and right. then I had my, my studio space with some friends. State so, support. so I was uh, working there mm. uh, with my own stuff and Just having all these, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and have all these uh, uh, classes at the university. So it was actually basically like being on an art academy. Right. Yeah. Now, did you learn how, how, how the whole system works? through art history then because there is a way like to some degree or another you have to learn how artists talk about things the way the system is set up et cetera et cetera et cetera there is there's some stuff that you just learn i learned it in art school mm. um you learn a lot just from being around other people yeah. but there's certain there's just a system that you learn about yeah uh, and that's the first step from being completely naive and just i like drawing mm. to like okay there's a school there's one mm. option there's this there's that there's applications there's mm. a, did that did did you just learn that from being around it mm, i kind of learned to to to, yeah, to to be a part of it to take part in the discussion at the at the academy and and the uh, university like like for me to see like the biggest education there is like to to learn the language of art you know it's a it's a tough one it's tough but but basically when you learn it you also find out it's just a grammar you know mm -hmm. it's a and um, that's what i learned the most on, on art school i think um, this um, right this this language uh, of, of uh, and i think also art school teaches you about the the practice of a practice you start to get an idea because in the beginning when you go look at art you have no picture of how that came to be not in the practice mm. and not in the uh systems mm. that support it either mm. how does a work get into uh aros the museum of yeah. art and all this how does that happen you don't think about that you just go there you pay a ticket and you see mm -hmm. art you have no conception of that and that's what art school in a lot of ways does is it teaches you a little bit or you just see you absorb through yeah. the atmosphere of like well a lot of my teachers here are people who went to art school and are artists mm. and this is one of the ways they support their practice mm. you know and that sort of thing like and then you realize oh there's such a thing as networking and uh you know the you can apply for things. There's a residency. Who knew what residencies were? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like all yeah. these things start to slowly reveal mm -hmm. themselves yeah. as you go through it. And and your practice in a way takes it like what you actually make is only a small part of that whole system. Yeah. Um, but you went to school in, in Fruit at the yeah, Art Academy yeah. there. Is that how long is that program? It's a, it's a five year uh, then I had one year of exchange uh, student Where? Uh, in Madrid at the uh, UCC Compultense mm. uh, at the Art Academy in, in Madrid. Um, but five years is also a long time yeah, yeah, of working yeah. and thinking about art, essentially full time. It is. I mean, like, but then again, I mean, like this, the first year at the Academy is like, like the the first struggle I think was to to how to say like before. Before doing art, it was all this about getting permission, you know. Mm -hmm. Now you got license to everything, you know. And before, you know, you have your your work, you have to get your salary. You 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 have your uh, school, uh, my, my university, to to get your classes to study there. And then you can do uh, art, and then you have like hobbies and friends. Besides that, then suddenly everything kind of formed down to this that, that was everything it was your study your work your hobby your friends your uh, everything it's so crazy it's the so first crazy. year of our school is so insane yeah, yeah. just adjusting to the fact exactly. that you're like i'm allowed wait what like yeah, exactly <laughs> you know like and 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 um and finding out to navigate in that it, it, it was really uh, crazy you know right it's almost too much freedom in a way yeah it, yeah it, it, it was and like I was, in my point of view, I was rather old when I got in. I was twenty five when I got mm. uh, got in, and I was really happy for that because if I got in at 
like I applied when I was 20 or 21 and I, I got to the last round uh, and it was I was close to get in but I was so happy I, I didn't get in at that point I started when I was 20 and I wish I'd started when I was 25 okay yeah. absolutely yeah yeah because um there's a lot of like I'm 20 years old shit you need to figure out also exactly <laughs> you know drinking and partying and living yeah, on your own exactly. and, uh, and you know uh, you know women or whatever it is exactly. you get into you know all that sort of stuff you need to figure out yeah and that's hard while you're also trying to figure out an art practice exactly exactly but the academy in Fune it was like for me it was a great place I mean because it was so anarchistic in a way I mean we basically we have the SU the student grants mm -hmm. and we have time plenty of time and, uh, and then we have the environment for, for this discussion um, we have this uh, teacher called uh, Jakob Jakobsen and he had like this uh, like he kind of formulated this very uh, great idea for, for what the academy uh, should uh, could be like mm -hmm. uh, which I think we kind of fulfilled that it's that actually was a place like almost like a, like a, like Plato's uh, academy. It was a it was not a play a temple with marble stuff and stuff where you're listening to a teacher telling you something and then you learn something. Right. It was more like a meeting ground where you meet and you do and you talk and you discuss you work that shit out yeah and 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 everybody is equal you know so it i mean how to say uh, my professor at that point like, like he, he he never claimed that he knew more about art that than, than we did mm. but there was no doubt that he has more experience in doing art and that's why he was uh, so good at listening to uh, to harvest his knowledge of, right. of uh, yeah, practical stuff, you know, like how to do this what, um, and, and, and all these things. Right. This might help you actually realize what it is you're trying to do. Exactly. And it's not very material specific there, right? I mean, no, you no. work in all sorts of different stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of reflected in your practice. It, it, it is, but, but at some point, I'll just, it also went to become like, like for me, it, after three years of, uh, discussing and having these conversation about art and practice and so um, like for me it, it got a little too much you know <laughs> because uh, that also you know, happens yeah yeah it was like like you sit down and, and you realize you're sitting in, in this group talking about non-existing objects that and you're sitting having the discussion if it should it be like uh, 100 centimeters or 120 centimeters well, why not one hundred twenty-five meters? Right, but what does it like, mean? But what does it mean? And what, what, what is it? And blah blah. And you're just sitting talking. And so oh, I, I you get tired. In the head. Yeah, yeah. So I applied to um, the academy in in um, Madrid mm. to go to an exchange, mm -hmm. to go to an really old school academy. It's like because that was also like a reason why I wanted to be an artist. It's like, it's the craft. I like using my hands. I like to do things, you know? Right. And those are the places I know it's the same in Italy where they're like, you learn how to draw. Exactly. Motherfucker, you sit down and you draw yeah. for a year. I mean, like it was like taking a time machine yeah. back to the 1920s, you know, right. like the professors was walking around with the white, um, Hitler, uh, right, like these, right, uh, right. The, uh, the coats. Yeah, the, uh, exactly. Coats. And they have like two stamps in the, in the pockets. Like one was blue. It was for, drawing not good enough and the one was purple it was drawing accepted <laughs> you know and it was you know sitting drawing there and i was down there for a year and yeah i, I learned the basics mm. of, of classical drawing mm. and so but but it was <laughs> it was really and i also find uh, the the quality in, in contemporary art from from going there right to to well, I mean, neither, neither system is perfect, and it's probably good to do a balance of both because a lot of kids come out here not knowing how to do anything. Exactly. They can talk. Yeah. They can think. Yeah. They know their research, but they don't know. Like, you give them a piece of paper and a pen, and they're like, okay. You yeah. know, they don't know what to do. Exactly. And that's also a little crazy. Yeah, and, and, and actually, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy for, for, for my ability that, that, that I can draw and, and mm. I can use my hands because, like, it then you can say at least I, I, can, I can do some drawings, you know, 
Then that's okay, it, right? <laughs> that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this justification or something. I don't know why. It's, uh, it is a weird thing you have to negotiate. Um, but I think it kind of, it, like, as we slide into actually talking about your practice, I think it's interesting. You know, I've tried to get a grip on it by looking at your website and mm-hmm. seeing various different things. And you do a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, I guess this reflects the fact that you are interested in so many different things. Mm-hmm. So it does go in, in very many different directions. Mm-hmm. It's multimedia. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is sculptural mm-hmm. or installation-y, mm-hmm. however mm-hmm. the hell you want to define it. <laughs> you know, but that, that's what I'm trying to see is it's more like you find a space and then you make something based off of something you're thinking about yeah. in that space. Exactly. And that's what's happening. You have a show here opening in two days. Mm. Uh, and that's the same thing we were just talking about earlier off the mics that you had a room and you didn't really know what you had some loose ideas. But until you get the room, you don't really know what you're going to mm. do. Um, and I'm just kind of interested in the idea of, of, of using the tools you learned and practiced your way with uh, to actually create something. When it is now you're in the empty room and now it's time to make something. Mm. What are the tools you're grabbing to do that? What are you looking at? Like, what is the language that is connected to to actually manifesting something? Well, I mean, like, first of all, it's like like what you want to put in the room. I mean, like, and, and uh, as I work with with these ideas. Like, like I've, I've been working for so long about with the narratives and and text and so. So um, I say, like, how 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 can I make that uh, function in the room? Mm-hmm. Text is a consistency through what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it is. Uh, the text thing, is that coming from, a, is that a natural thing or did you decide that you needed to have some sort of consistency to tie it all together? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll just say um, with the text, it's, I can see myself, it's like over time with my practice first, I, I started being very interested in the narratives and mm also like the destructions of narratives and how they are built up and how they are pulled from each other and how long can you drag a story before it kind of disintegrates, disintegrates you know? I think it's really interesting. And uh, then, um, so I, I worked a lot with uh, like all uh, speaking uh, uh, stories. Mm. Um, and then, it was just a natural step to go to to text, um, which was also very nerve wracking for me because, like, I'm a, I'm a little dyslexic, so so like spelling and so it's a, it's a little shaky ground for me. But mm. uh, on the other hand, I, I also work best on shaky ground. So I mean, uh, so so it's it was maybe yeah. We, 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 Maybe that was why I, I, I turned to right a personal to, relation to something you're interested in. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah, and um, so 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 I've become more and more interesting in also in this like accessibility to 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 text and how we approach it. This like how it contains knowledge and and narratives, um, and and actually that's what I'm trying to investigate now in in, in this uh, exhibition in Quadrat uh, Seisten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like this: the text ability to create pictures in in your in, in your head, and um, and how it, it's like how individual these uh, pictures are, because the the quality of text is that that um, like you have to confront yourself when you read um, text. You know, you see like. Uh, um, he went to the house you can read and then you have a picture of what a house looks like mm. <laughs> but we are so uh, different so your house might be like this uh, big maison uh, like uh, with uh, French columns and uh, my house is a little shaggy cabin or something like that and that's that creates some some, some different approaches to to how we yeah confront ourselves through through text and uh, uh it's like, so so I try to investigate that with, mm. with, with the uh, installation, uh, like like how how these uh, texts are forming through our experience, how, how it's 
creating pictures in, in our head. Right, which is also kind of related to the fact that all text is visualized in some way or another. Fonts are exactly. a, a thing the way a book is written versus mm. a sign versus a mm, banner mm. versus a online handwriting, yeah, yeah, all that sort of stuff. It is a visual experience regardless of the fact that it immediately goes into the mental. Yeah, exactly. And also it, it, it's the whole point of having text is that uh, you um, – you should be able to read it, <laughs> you know. So, so, um, and and then it's really fun for me. It's like because I have always had trouble to get into text mm. because uh, I have hard time reading it. Um, then, then, uh, then, when when you just do slightly changes that maybe write the text too small for people to read it, so it's not accessibility to them, or even. Uh, cut the, the the access to to see it or make the letters too big for people to see it that provokes people like a lot mm. um, and because when we see text we demand uh, knowledge from it accessibility yeah it's for everybody yeah which is interesting uh also, it makes me think a little bit of uh, Gulen Hessler, yeah, yeah, yeah. artist, and her work with text as dyslexic, exactly, very yeah, dyslexic. Yeah, yeah she's very dyslexic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she really has worked hard to uh, kind of like use that to her yeah. advantage, essentially, in her yeah. practice. Yeah. Uh, and didn't she also go to Freen? Uh, yes, did? yes, yes, yeah. she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which maybe comes from some sort of atmosphere of talking your way through things. Yeah, it becomes more personal in that sense. I mean, like, uh, yeah, but she, she kind of embraced uh, mm. her dyslexia. So right. I mean, like, but there's so many approaches to, uh, to it. Um, to, and it to, can't to, be to, the only thing you talk about. Exactly. It has to apply to the viewer somehow. Yeah, too. yeah. And that's interesting when you, to go back to the text thing you were talking about, how people demand access to mm. text. And it's interesting that people get so provoked by yeah. unaccessible mm. uh, writing. Yeah, because... Um, because when you don't have the access to the text, then you are excluded, right. and nobody wants to be excluded. It's uh, it's. Uh, but the, again, it's like when you have a hard time reading a book or, or something like that. It's uh, it's uh, also how to say that that's have been like my life for 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 so long you know mm-hmm. um, which is especially hard in an academic art world because there's a lot of reading expected of you it is yeah i've had the same problem as soon as i start reading really dense text mm. my brain just goes woo yeah. and goes somewhere else <laughs> yeah. so it's just yeah. immediately a frolicking yeah, yeah. somewhere and it's really hard for me to drag it back to where mm-hmm. i am like no, mm-hmm. no 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 you're trying to absorb this yeah 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 you know and then i'm just like the contextualities of the narrative yeah, of the yeah. what now you know yeah, like exactly. and i can get it if i talk about it yeah when i talk to people i get it but it's really hard in, in, to, to read it sometimes yeah and, and 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 then you just sit with this big fat book and just feel really really stupid mm-hmm. read the know? same page 10 yeah, times yeah. in a row because and you know, and just like, like remember that like the like my childish rage you know like mm-hmm. for, for, for not being able to read a book you know right. and so like you can just become ah oh, it's, it's, it's really the worst it's frustrating yeah. in a way that really only I don't know golf or something yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. on the other hand I mean like I I had this uh, friend she has a little uh, a daughter and she she's five years old but she, she's really smart so it's, uh, and we was I was out walking with her and she has just like learned how to read like she's a smart kid so she, and then she was just like acting horrible and like she was screaming and crying and so on like but what's wrong and she's like ah, make it go away and she was saying all the time because then she start being able to read the signs and the yeah all the texts which are in the public space everywhere everywhere and she just saw text everywhere that she could read and she wants to unlearn it now mm. because she got so confused by it you know too much information, information. yeah so so she she acted like horrible and was like ah freaking like, out and and then her mother had to tell her well 
we cannot learn it now. This have to stay. <laughs> This is your life now. This is ah! your life now. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> See, that's the loss of innocence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that is a that is a story that's universal, right there. Yeah, but it's crazy how you do. I mean, it, in a weird way, that connects back to me. This idea that you become, you lose the playfulness that yeah. we talked about earlier. You know, exactly. because there is this process of like you have to harden. Yeah. To a degree, in order to not be overwhelmed constantly by everything, yeah. whether it's art or just life, yeah. but you also have to hold on to the 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 fact that it's okay, that it's it's okay to have fun and it's okay to relax and mm. you know it's okay not to know everything all the time. Yeah, I mean, like it's it it's the really most important thing because like if if we, I, I can see at least from from my if. Then it would not. If it would just be, if art was was just like a a work, like an ordinary job, you have to go and do. Then it would be <laughs> so much other yeah. jobs like you could you could do. Which uh, it'd be miserable yeah, because yeah. there's no structure to it. I mean, there yeah. is, but there also isn't at the same time. Mm. But I mean, speaking of fun, you're setting up the show now. Mm. How's it going? You almost done? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, sp I spent some some time like sitting in the room and and uh, just like uh, kind of uh, getting it. Uh, like uh, and and now I'm working. I've, I've put up the the base, so so I now I can start mm. uh, writing and and that's really fun because you know it's there's this big uh, shop window outside and and um, I'm standing writing and it has to be dark outside so, so I can get my uh, UV light. Mm -hmm. uh, working and then uh, people walking by and then the uh, standing looking in <laughs> you know the guy in the dark yeah yeah you're like writing on <laughs> the know? walls and the thing is like like um, he's commenting upon it very loud and right. you think i can't hear it because there's a window but i can hear every single word he's saying so, 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 so uh, but but uh, so far uh, like uh, people like it yeah <laughs> so I, do they understand that it's uh, the context of art or are they just like, what the fuck is that guy doing? Um, I think the locals, the people in, in the area, they know that uh, right, something is going on there. Um, but um, yeah, otherwise you just look weird, I think. Mm. And that's okay. <laughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I think we'll wrap it up. Thank you yeah. so much for your time and um, good yeah. luck on Friday. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you're most welcome to come. I'll be there. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for listening to this episode of the Undergang Armchair. The intro and outro music was faithfully provided by Johnny Ripper, and today's interstitial music was provided by David Hyde. You can find links to their music and tons of other conversations with great people on our UV lamp of a website, undergang.net. It's probably the last time I'll say that. If you do like this show, we would appreciate it if you would take the time to leave a review on iTunes. It helps others find us. It's the currency of podcasts. Give us a hand. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.